And now, here they are, the Beatles! Hi, I'm Justin Shears, and welcome to Only a Northern Song. In this series, I'll be exploring the words and the music of the Beatles, but not through the usual tracks that we all know so well. I'll be delving into my extensive collection of outtakes, home recordings and demos, alternate mixes and interviews, to shed some new light on lesser-known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. Between August 1960 and December 1962, the Beatles played several of the nightclubs in the German port city of Hamburg, a city of docks and shipyards like their native Liverpool. And as such, Hamburg shared many of the rough edges of a war-ravaged port city. All of the live recordings in this episode come from the last residency of the Beatles at the Star Club in late December 1962, caught on tape by fellow Liverpool act King Size Taylor. They capture the band on the cusp of international success, but give us a rare glimpse of the raw energy that band brought to the stage in their early days. The Beatles had first been booked to play in Hamburg by their original manager, Alan Williams, after another of his bands, Derry and the Seniors, had enjoyed some success there. Paul recounts this early start for the group in this rare 1962 interview. Well, Paul, you tell us, how do you get in on the act in Germany? Well, it was all through an old agent. We first went there for, for uh, a fellow who used to manage us, and Mr. Alan Williams of the Jacaranda Club in Liverpool, and he found the engagement, so we sort of went there and then went under our own steam, steam as, they <laughs> as they say afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've just been going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. You're not dizzy at all? Well, yes, actually, yes. yes, yes. It's, my, it's my left leg, you know, the walk. <laughs> when they were first booked, The Beatles were without a permanent drummer, so they hired a local named Pete Best to sit in with them. George Harrison had seen Best playing at the Casbah Club in Liverpool, which was owned by Best's mother. Best was known as being mean, moody and magnificent, and therefore a huge hit with the girls. The band would be paid £100 a week, and they set off in Williams's Austin minivan, loaded by crane onto the ferry at Harwich, and set sail for Germany.
the Hippie Hippie Shake, a song which would later be a hit for fellow Liverpool band the Swingin' Blue Jeans. The Reaper Barn, Hamburg's red light district, was packed with nightclubs, bars and strip joints. The Indra Club, the Kaiser Keller and the Star Club to name but a few. Crowds were often very drunk and potentially very violent. It was in these conditions that the Beatles cut their stage teeth, verbally sparring with the crowd and each other between songs. To Hamburg, I think that's where we um, found our style, we developed our style because of this fellow there, he used to say, you've got to make a show for the, the people. And he used to come up every night shouting, Mac Show. So we used to Mac Show and John used to dance around like a gorilla and we'd all, you know, knock our heads together and things like that. Anyway, we got back to Liverpool and all the groups that were doing this sort of shadows type of stuff. And uh, we came back, leather jackets and jeans and funny hair, macking shower, which went down quite well. Band's pay was often augmented with crates of beer, which when mixed with a steady diet of amphetamines, allowed bands to play long sessions every night. Eight-hour stints on stage were common for the Beatles, letting the band amass a huge repertoire of rock and roll classics, jazz standards and fledgling originals. lived backstage at the Top Ten Club, behind a cinema, with no water, no heat, and the lingering smell of the toilets next door. At the time, George Harrison was only 17 years of age, which meant he was not allowed to work in a licensed premises, and when it was discovered that he was underage, he was deported. With the tour seemingly over, McCartney and Best returned to their digs to collect their belongings, 
As a snub to the club's owner, Bruno Koschmeider, they found a condom in their luggage, nailed it to a wall and set fire to it. A small amount of fire damage was done to the room, and when the German police picked them up, they too were deported. The Beatles' first stay in Hamburg was over. The Beatles with Reminiscing, originally recorded by one of the Beatles' teenage heroes, Buddy Holly. Once George Harrison had turned 18 and outstanding immigration issues were resolved, namely who would pay for the cost of three deportations from the previous year, the Beatles returned to Hamburg for another residency at the Top Ten Club between March and July 1961. It was here that they met fellow English performer Tony Sheridan, who would give the Beatles their first chance at professional recording as Sheridan's backing group, the subject of our last episode. Bass player Stu Sutcliffe left the band to concentrate on his art and his new girlfriend, photographer Astrid Kirscher. It was Kirscher who first cut the band's hair into the so-called French style, which would soon become the iconic mop top. Sutcliffe's departure meant that bass duties fell to Paul, who would retain that role until the end of the group. The group's clothes were soon threadbare, and a new wardrobe needed to be purchased. We just bought leather jackets, not as a, not as, not for the group. One person bought one, I can't remember, and then we all liked them, so it ended up we were all on stage with them. And we'd always worn jeans because we didn't have anything else at the time. Yeah. And then we went back to Liverpool and got a quite a few bookings. You know, they all thought we were German. You know, we we're builders from Hamburg, and they all said you speak good English, you know, things like that. So we went back to Germany and we had a bit more money the second time. So we bought leather pants and we looked like four Jean Vincents, only a bit younger, I think. And that was it, you know, and we just kept those, the leather gear, till Brian came along. It was a bit sort of old hat anyway, all wearing leather gear. And we decided we didn't want to look sort of ridiculous just going on because it, more often than not, sort of people, too many people would laugh. It was just stupid. We didn't want to sort of appear as a gang of idiots. And Brian suggested that we just sort of wore ordinary suits. 
So we just got what we thought were quite good suits and just got rid of the other gear. Yeah, that was all. So and you had yours pinched anyway. Oh, yeah, I had my pants I pinched anyway. You didn't laugh at it, did you? <laughs> Red Sails in the Sunset, a 1930s jazz standard brought right up to date, early 1960s style, by the Beatles and a spirited lead vocal by Paul McCartney. In mid-1962, a brand new club opened in Hamburg, the Star Club. The Beatles were booked to play there from April to May, and it was upon their arrival for their third trip to Hamburg that they learned of Stu Sutcliffe's untimely death from a brain hemorrhage. Sutcliffe's demise hit the band exceptionally hard, especially John Lennon.
Shimmy Like My Sister Kate, a song dating back to 1919, recorded by many popular artists in the 1950s and 60s, complete with the slightly rude alternative title courtesy of Mr John Lennon. By the time the Beatles settled in for their second stint at the Star Club, and their fourth trip to Hamburg, they had a brand new drummer. Pete Best had been found wanting as a drummer, especially after a successful recording audition for EMI Records. Best was unceremoniously dumped in favour of Hamburg veteran and former drummer of Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, Ringo Starr. And over in the background here, and also in the background of the group, but making a lot of noise, is Ringo Starr. Hello. You're new to the group, aren't you? Yes, um, nine weeks now. Mm-hmm. What's that offensive weapon you've got there? Those are your drumsticks. Well, it's um, just a pair of sticks a fan have just bought me, you know, because we're going away and they put my name on. Yeah. And it's uh, good, you know. When you say you're going away, that leads us on to another question now. Where are you going? Germany, Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you have... Two weeks. ...standing in great engagements over there, haven't you? At... Well, the boys have been there quite a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. I've been there with other groups, but this is the first time I've been there with the Beatles. <laughs>
I'm talking about you and Sweet Little Sixteen, a double play of Chuck Berry rhythm and blues hits given the Beatles treatment. Thank you. The Beatles played the Star Club for two weeks in early November 1962, and this time they got to stay in a hotel with their own single rooms, which must have seemed like pure luxury compared to their first tour. They returned again in late December 1962, and it was then that all of the recordings you've heard in this episode were made. Most would agree that several tours to Hamburg and the sheer exercise of playing long sessions to highly fueled crowds allowed the Beatles to hone their stagecraft and develop the sound that would dominate the 1960s. Several acquaintances made there became lifelong friends. Astrid Kirscher, who had been engaged to Stu Sutcliffe before he died, took dozens of iconic photographs of the band and remained a close friend of the group. Klaus Vormann, the artist and photographer who had stumbled upon the band in the Kaiser Keller one night and invited Astrid Kirscher to come and listen, not only became a respected session bass player who worked extensively with George and John in their early solo careers in the 1970s, but also designed the intricate black and white cover of the Beatles Revolver LP in 1966. Who knows, had the Beatles not developed such a stage presence in Hamburg, perhaps they may have faded to become yet another forgotten band from the northwest of England. That's it for this episode. Next time we'll be dropping in on the Beatles' first audition for a major record company, one which would prove to have very mixed results. Until next time, 